Hello everyone and welcome back to May I Interest You. Today we'll be diving into the world of cooking. Everyone eats. One of the two things we need to survive is food. And in order to have food, we can cook. Well, in order to have good food, you can just take a bite out of an apple and call that a meal if you want. But if you want to have something really good, like tacos or a burrito or pasta, you got to make it yourself or buy it. But we'll get into that later. Growing up, food was very important in our household. I was raised by a Salvadorian mother and a Mexican father, so food was very important. And the importance that my family placed on food came with some caveats. My parents always told me that having fresh food is better than eating frozen food. They would always talk about all the preservatives and everything that's put into frozen food, and frozen food just wasn't a thing in our household, at least not a thing that was common. My mom would cook every single day. She would get home from working 12 hours a day of just pure physical labor and she'd come home and cook a meal. But I do remember having a few frozen items, but it was never anything that was served as a meal. It was more of something quick. Because of my parents' very hectic work schedules, sometimes they wanted to grab something quick for their lunches. So I do remember us having like frozen burritos every now and again, but it wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't something that was really common. It was just every now and again, because they really did truly emphasize that fresh food, I guess, trumps frozen food. My mom is by far the best chef I have ever had the honor of eating food from. <laughs> I, I can't replicate what she makes. It's just she has, it sounds cheesy to say, but she has a gift. She truly has a gift. She is such an amazing cook and everyone that ever has anything that she's ever made always just wants more. It's addictive. It really is addictive. She knows how to season everything properly, how to cook it properly to make it such a great meal, such a memorable meal. And I think that's one of the things I miss since moving out is just being able to have my mom's food whenever I want it because it's just so hard to replicate. And the reason it's hard to replicate is because she doesn't use cookbooks. She doesn't use recipes. I've never seen my mom in the same room with a cookbook or a recipe. All the recipes she knows, she knows simply by memory. And I think that's a very common thing with Latina mothers. They just memorize every single recipe they know, and cooking to them is just kind of muscle memory. I have never met a Latina mother who owned a cookbook or who had recipes. Anytime I ask my mom for one of her recipes, it is really hard to replicate it and to get it tasting anywhere near the same because the way she cooks it it's it's just hard to replicate because like I said it's really muscle memory for her when I ask her how much to season something she'll be like just eyeball it she'll say you you'll know but I don't know I don't have the same eyeballs as you 
I don't know how much is too much or too little, but she also always tells me to taste it, like taste as I go and stuff like that. I mean, at this point, I haven't replicated a lot of her recipes and it really is because it's difficult. So now, being several states away from her, when we get to go home, I kind of start a list of all the foods that I've been craving throughout the year that I want her to make in the couple of days that we're back home. Because it's not like I can make it, I can't go somewhere and get it, the only place I can go to get it is back home. Most of the time, meals weren't eaten together, especially during the week, and that was mostly because my parents' schedules are not aligned. My dad works from 3 to midnight, my mom works from 6 in the morning to 6 in the afternoon. The only time their schedules really align in the weekdays is when they're sleeping. But during weekends, I think we did really get together for meals. Saturdays were usually our day to eat out together, and then Sundays my mom would make a big dinner and we'd sit down and eat it together. But living with my parents, food is very important. So when I moved, it was a bit of a drastic change. It was a big difference from having such great food from my mom and then having to learn recipes and how to cook. Granted, it's not like my parents didn't try to force me to learn. It was definitely something that they kept pressuring me to do. They would, both of my parents would always tell me that I should be in the kitchen learning how to make the food that my mom makes because how am I going to maintain a husband? How am I going to keep him happy if I can't cook a good meal? Which obviously is very misogynistic and sexist, which most of the time is a very common thing in Latino culture. So part of me didn't want to give in to that. I didn't want to fuel that fire, I guess. So I never did participate in any of that. So when I did move, I kind of moved out with little to no knowledge about how to cook. But that didn't stop me. I still cook. Well, I learned how to cook. It may not be the food that my parents want me cooking. They call it white food, white people food, but it's still good food. Just because it's not in my culture doesn't mean it's not good food. So when I moved, the pandemic had just started. Initially, I was going to South Carolina to visit my husband during spring break, and I was going to spend like the majority of that break with him. But then the pandemic happened and everything was shutting down, and I was a couple months away from just moving there anyways. So I kind of grabbed everything I could and packed it up and took my flight to South Carolina, didn't take my flight back. And having moved right at the peak of the pandemic when all the chaos was happening with shortages, it was very difficult to find the ingredients I needed for the recipes I was going to make. At one point, I had to travel to the town over to find meat. There was no meat in any of the grocery stores around us, so it was a bit difficult. My first experience cooking, not being able to get all the things I needed and not really knowing how to substitute it, but then again, how would I substitute the meat I need for a recipe? I do remember the first meal I made in South Carolina the first time I moved out. It was lasagna. It was very easy and I made it for me, my husband, and some of his friends, and 
I actually have a picture of it. I took a picture of it because I was so proud. It was lasagna, a salad, and some garlic knots. I think I sent it to my mom, and she probably wasn't happy that that's what my first meal cooked on my own was, but it was good. It was edible. It wasn't awful. I don't remember much about the cooking experience besides being severely overwhelmed with no help because my husband and his friends were playing video games and at one point I burned my wrist on the oven. I think I was pulling out the lasagna and it left a gnarly scar for a little bit. I think it's gone though. I know I said that that first meal was probably good, which it probably was, but knowing the type of mindset I had at that point, I probably followed the recipe to a T and didn't veer off from it whatsoever. So comparing that to what I make now, it's probably definitely improved because at this point I follow recipes, but it's not exact. When it comes to like seasoning, if a recipe says a certain amount of one thing, I'll go ahead and add a little bit more. I don't season according to the recipes, I season the way I want to season it, which sometimes makes a world of difference. Anyways, technically that meal wasn't my first meal, at least not that I cooked, because when I did live with my parents, I would make pasta. That was like the one thing I would make was pasta. And sometimes I'd take like leftover chicken and like mix it in there. So technically that wasn't my first meal, but I also don't consider those handful of times that I made pasta for myself as my first time, like my first meal that I cooked because I didn't always make every single thing and most of the time it was just tomatoes or tomato sauce and pasta and cheese. Like yeah, it's food, but I don't really consider that my first full cooked meal. So at this point, it's coming on three years since I moved out, so that's been almost three years of cooking nearly every single day. And I have, I guess, accumulated recipes that I like to make. They're typically easier recipes, especially as of recently, because my husband's work schedule just changes and shifts so often. And sometimes it, he's gone most of the day. And the one thing that I've carried over from my parents is that we always eat together. So with his schedule not being the greatest, it's best if I make something easy, if I cook something that is done pretty quickly so that he has more time to do what he wants to do at home rather than waiting for me to finish cooking. And yes, cooking together could be part of what he does with his free time, but at this point I have learned I can't trust that. It's very funny, he gets overwhelmed if I ever have him doing something, I'll tell him I need you to do this, this, and then this. He'll focus on the first thing, forget about the other things. Or I've had him make food on his own a couple of times and it has almost led to disaster. At one point I asked him to make breakfast sandwiches and he almost burned our apartment down, which I'm not sure how because all he had to cook was an egg, but that's Part of the reason I don't include him when I'm cooking a recipe is because it's just better if I do it myself. I understand my mom from a different standpoint now. When I would try to help her while she was cooking, she would get a little irritated with me and just tell me to get out of the kitchen. 
and I understand now that having help, while it is useful, it's not the same as just doing it yourself. Like, yeah, having help will make it go by faster. You won't have to worry about that. But relying on someone else to do it can be a little scary sometimes. So I understand her frustration with that. It's not to the same level. I don't get as irritated. I don't even get irritated, but my mom would get very irritated. But anyways, that derailed quite a bit. With my husband's schedule being a little hectic, it's easier for me to make easier recipes. So within the last three years, I've kind of accumulated my favorite recipes and like just stuff that I enjoy making, which honestly hasn't changed much since I lived with my parents and I would make stuff on my own sometimes. I still really like making pasta, but now I have learned how to make different sauces and different types. So now it's not just bottled tomato sauce and pasta. Early into me being the primary chef of the household, I found this very simple recipe for spaghetti carbonara, and it just uses spaghetti, bacon, eggs, parmesan cheese, salt, and pepper. It's the most basic ingredients, but the end product is so good. Oh wait, it also has garlic in it. Forgot about that. Most of the recipes that I make have garlic, because of course, but it's such an easy recipe to make. I mean, it's also easy to mess it up because you can scramble the eggs as opposed to making it with the sauce, but it is very good. Another of my favorite pasta recipes is spicy pesto a la vodka. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a pesto sauce with also tomato and cream. It's kind of a mix of the two sauces and also make it spicy. A little side note, we like our food spicy. I have always liked it spicy because, hello, I was raised by Latino parents. I kind of had to ease my husband into the world of spice, but now he does like spicy food and that is one of our favorite, I guess, side dishes. Sometimes if I just mix in, like, chicken, it becomes just its own meal, but there have been a couple of times where I have made it as a side to, like, steak or something like that. And honestly, generally, I do enjoy making any type of pasta. Sometimes I just make the most basic pasta with like tomato sauce, spinach, ground beef, and the pasta itself, which can be good. I think the most important thing with any meal is just how you season it, because like I said earlier, it makes a world of difference. Another, I guess, category of food that I like making is breakfast food. We have a couple of variations on breakfast food. We have like your classic big breakfast with like sausage links, bacon, scrambled eggs, toast or pancakes, coffee. But a couple of times we've also made sausage gravy and biscuits with your side of eggs and all of that. We've also made crepes. I say we, but I mostly mean I. Sometimes we just make bowls, I guess. It's like potatoes, the eggs, the sausage or bacon, cheese, some sauce, all mixed together, kind of just I don't even know what to call it. It's just a bowl. A bowl of breakfast food. And then finally, another of my favorites is chili. I have never made chili in my life before moving out. My parents probably don't even know what chili is, honestly. The first time I had it was at my best friend's dad's house, and I think I immediately became obsessed with it. And then I never had it again until I moved out. And now it's something that we have at least once a month. 
It's my husband's favorite meal to eat and it's one of my favorite to make because it is very simple. It's just two cans of beans, can of tomato sauce, can of diced tomatoes, taco seasoning, ground beef that has been browned with onion, and a couple of other things. And I usually, I make it in a crock pot, which makes it so much easier. It cooks all day, and then the end product is just so good. It is one of the very few recipes that I enjoy the process of making, and then enjoy the process of eating. (laughs) And the recipes that I enjoy making are usually quicker recipes, obviously because of my husband's hectic work schedule, but also because most of the time I am just really wanting to work on homework. Well, not wanting to work on homework, but I have homework to do, or I just really want to work on knitting, cross-stitch diamond painting, any of my many hobbies. So having something quick gives me more time to work on other stuff, which is why I predominantly enjoy shorter recipes. Now, obviously, there's probably other recipes that I enjoy making, but those are just a few that I wanted to highlight. And I know I mentioned that I like shorter recipes, so obviously there are some recipes that I enjoy the end product of more than I enjoy the process of making more. And a lot of the times it is longer recipes, recipes that take longer. In my outline, under recipes, I enjoy eating more than making. I wrote all of the above because it still takes time. That's kind of more of a joke, but I couldn't really pinpoint any that I truly just never want to make ever again, but there are a few that are a little tedious. The first one that comes to mind is a recipe for chicken parm that I found sometime last year. I have made it once. The end product was very good, but I don't think I'll ever make it again because the process of it took actually an entire day. I had to marinate the chicken for a couple of hours or something like that, and then I had to have the sauce cooking for a couple of hours, and then I had to coat the chicken and have that sit for a couple of hours, and then I had to fry the chicken, and then I had to bake the chicken with the sauce and the cheese for a couple of minutes, and while it was good, that entire process made me not want to make it again. I think I started, like, in the afternoon, and we didn't eat until 8 o'clock that night. It's just so tedious, and I can probably find a recipe that takes an eighth of the time, but I would much rather buy chicken parm than make it when it comes to that recipe specifically. The category of food I kind of despise making, which honestly could be a good thing, is fried food. Yes, it tastes good in the end, but the process of making it just irritates me most of the times, which, like I said, could be a good thing because fried food tends to be unhealthy but I have never enjoyed the process of making fried food. And that's because you have to coat whatever it is, like chicken, for example. You have to coat it in flour, you have to put it in egg, and then coat it with your breading. Then you have to fry that, which usually makes a big mess. And then if you don't set it on something to like catch 
the rest of the grease. It gets greasy, which can sometimes make it taste nasty. Just the entire process sometimes isn't worth the final product. And then I always end up with fingers that are also coated and ready to be fried, essentially. And there's frying oil all over the stove, which I have to clean. It's messy for something that I can just go out and buy myself. Like, if I want fried chicken, I can just go buy it. I would rather save myself the mess and the time. Like I said, I kind of had a hard time pinpointing anything for recipes I don't enjoy besides those two. But I just randomly wrote, like, homemade pizza on here. It is good, but the process of, like, putting the pizza together, probably mostly because we do four different types of pizzas, and it's not, like, big size pizzas. We make our pizzas on naan or flatbreads, so it's four, I guess, like, personal sized pizzas. They're, like, just a little bit bigger than personal size. But the process of laying down the sauce, laying down the cheese, and the individual ingredients is just a little bit annoying and time-consuming, but obviously it doesn't compare to making fried food or to making that very delicious but very tedious chicken parm. Speaking of recipes that take a long time to make, a lot of the food that my mom would make took days to prepare and to actually make, but there are a few that I wish I knew how to make in case there's ever that time that I'm like severely craving that food and I can't just fly back home and have some. While it would be time-consuming, there are some instances where it's just like that craving is just so strong. The recipes that I like tend to be some of the more time-consuming. For example, tamales, or the Spanish pronunciation tamales, take days to prepare for. Whether they are Salvadorian tamales or Mexican tamales, they take days. For Mexican tamales, you have to prepare the corn husks. For Salvadorian tamales, you have to prepare the banana leaves, which will be used to wrap the ingredients to form the tamales. You have to prepare all of the ingredients, which with Salvadorian tamales is a little bit of a longer process because there are more ingredients. With Mexican tamales, you have your protein, whether it's pork or chicken, and then you have your sauce, which obviously in making the sauce, that is also its own process. But with Salvadorian tamales, you have to chop up potatoes, you have to cut up some green beans, you have to make the sauce, you have to prepare the chicken. It's just a little bit of a longer process. They're definitely easier to shape. When my mom would make tamales, she would gather our entire family to help. And then sometimes my dad would be like, I'm not supposed to be the one doing this. I'm a man. I shouldn't be cooking. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but she would gather us and we would shape them. And I honestly enjoyed shaping the Salvadorian tamales a lot more than shaping the Mexican ones because it's just an easier process. But that's a whole other story on top of the story with my dad. It's just, it takes days and the end product is so good. But if I somehow miraculously knew how to make either type of tamale, I don't think I'd ever make them. It had to be a very special occasion for me to want to make them because it just, it takes so long. And 
Another recipe that my mom makes that takes a while is Salvadorian pupusas. I realized I didn't explain tamales, but I figure most people would know what a tamale is. But just in case you don't know, tamales are basically a dough stuffed with, in the case of Mexican tamales, it's a protein, like shredded pork or shredded chicken, and a sauce, and that's wrapped in a corn husk. And then Salvadorian tamales is the same principle of the dough with stuff inside of it. And I listed off the individual ingredients for those, and that's wrapped in a banana leaf. And those are cooked, and it's it comes out as a tamale, which is a soft dough with all the stuff inside it, and it's really good. But pupusas are basically a tortilla stuffed with cheese and some other ingredient. The, like, I guess staple ingredient to go along with the cheese is ground up pork. And those are pupusas de chicharron. And that's just fried pork that's been ground up, cheese, all of that. And then sometimes my mom would also make cheese and squash pupusas. She would also make cheese and loroco pupusas. And I actually had to look this up. Loroco is a Salvadorian flour, I think is what it said. It's an edible flour. It tastes really good. Like, it's... If you have it for the first time, it's a different taste, but it's good. She would also make some that were bean and cheese. Like, there were a couple of variations. But anyways, the process for pupusas, it, it takes a couple of days too. On the first day, you have to grind up the chicharron or the fried pork. You have to prepare the squash, the loroco, whatever it is that you're using for the pupusas. You also have to grind up some potatoes which are used in the formation of the dough that will become the tortilla you have to prepare the dough it's just a lot of preparation on the first day and the second day once you have everything prepared well i say the second day my mom usually does this within like a day and a half but once you have everything prepared you can shape them and cook them up they're good but once again the process is very long and very tedious i realized that the process to make tamales and pupusas could seem a bit tedious because my mom usually overdoes it. She makes enough food to feed an entire village, which could be why it takes longer. But even then, I don't think I'll ever try making them myself. Just in case you missed it, I don't like taking a long time to make food. I can be an impatient person in different circumstances, and making food is one of them. So sometimes, I just don't want to cook. I want something quick to make, to put together, to have as our meal. So some of my easy like go-to recipes, like I mentioned before, pasta can be an easy one, especially if it's just ground beef and like spinach in the pasta. That can be easy. It cooks up really quick and it can taste really good if you do it right. So that's definitely one of my go-to's. And then making like really good sandwiches or wraps is also one of my go-tos because you kind of just have to slap the ingredients together and then you have a final product. But another thing that you can cook that's easy is tacos. You just have to cook up the ground beef and then build your taco, I guess. Here's a sidebar. We don't use the hard shell, which I hate the term shell. My husband will sometimes refer to a flour tortilla as a taco shell or a corn tortilla as a taco shell 
he refers to them as shells and just irks me just a little bit but we usually make our tacos using flour tortillas but okay anyways here's the sidebar there is a difference between american tacos and traditional mexican tacos traditional mexican tacos honestly can be so much better than american tacos it's just a corn tortilla your protein whether it's chicken beef pork whatever it is cilantro onion lime salsa that's it it's very easy both tacos are easy to make but if i had to pick one to make for the rest of my life it would probably be mexican tacos because they are so good and honestly they are the superior taco i don't care what anyone says a taco from some random mexican food truck down the road is a lot better than a taco from taco bell and that is where i stand honestly none of that probably seemed cohesive but I just wanted to get that out there. That is my opinion, and it is right. Anyways, that was probably random. But finally, I want to talk about the debate between eating out and cooking. I know I've said it like a million times. I don't like taking a long time to make something. So eating out can be convenient, but sometimes it's not worth it because you don't know who's making it. You don't know how they're making it which in turn can get you sick sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't even taste good. I enjoy cooking a lot more than I enjoy eating out, but sometimes eating out is a bit more convenient, but I would take cooking over eating out any day. Even if it takes an entire day to make the food, I would rather cook and make something myself and be proud of what I made then wait an hour to get food that tastes like cardboard. At the end of the day, I know I've said it over and over and over again, I don't like taking a long time to make something, but sometimes it is really worth it to just take your time to follow a recipe and you can listen to music or a podcast while you're doing it and you know the food that you're making is good. You're not going to get sick from it unless you somehow undercook it. And it's its own experience to create a meal yourself and to give it to others. It's very rewarding to go through that process and to see the final dish and to taste it. It just yields such a great experience in comparison to going to a restaurant, sitting down and waiting. It's more fun. It's more rewarding. And unless you're working with someone who might burden down your apartment or your house, it can be a very good bonding experience. It's just something that you can have fun with. And then at the end of it, you get some really good food. I would say cooking is one of my hobbies by choice and also because we need food to eat. But it's definitely something I consider a hobby because it is something that I can enjoy. It's not always as terrible as I make it seem. It can be an enjoyable experience. Before we go, thank you for listening to this episode of May I Interest You. I hope I interested you in cooking, and I hope you try out that recipe that you've been kind of considering trying out, or you find a food that you want to make, and you make it with your best friend, your partner, your mom, your dad, whoever, and enjoy some really good food.